When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to a Virial USA podcast. I know we haven't had many of late. Um, this is Alan. I'm here with Sid on New Year's Eve. I guess it's still New Year's Eve where you are. It's def- definitely a few more hours here. And um, we thought we'd just kind of talk about a bit about the amazing 2021 that was and where we are as we move into 2022. So welcome. Yes, Happy New Year to to our listeners, and yeah, I mean, first first big trophy. I don't I don't think you can you can say anything but a banner year. Yeah, I mean, I think that's. I mean, we all we're we're always going to know where we were when, uh, or you know, how we watched or whatever when when uh, Ruli made the save from De Gea and. We won the Europa League. I mean, what can we say? I mean, I, I, it's, it's been quite a highlight. Um, and the fact that we competed really well with Chelsea then in the, in the Super Cup, we lost on penalties. But, hey, you know, you win some, you lose some. Um, mm-hmm. I think those... I well, think and that, we, won the, we won the important one. We won the important one. We won the one that yeah. got you the second, the second one. Um, yep. To play in the second and, and I and I and I think even even more than that, the off season was so shaped by winning that penalty shootout. Because yes. does a Gerard Moreno, does a Pau Torres leave if there is not the possibility of playing in the Champions League? Remember, if if that shootout goes the other way, we're out of Europe this year. Mm-hmm. So yes, pretty, that is pretty that is. pretty important shootout. Um, yes. So yeah, obviously the Super Cup came with it and the money associated with that, but just being in the Champions League and then of course, um, and, and even remember on top of that, the seeding granted to us in the Champions League as the Europa League winner, mm-hmm. you know, right. um, and, yeah. I don't recall off the top of my head if we were in late pot two. I believe we would have been late pot two, um, just in terms of coefficient. But obviously, sort of the way it got drawn, um, you know, gave us a better opportunity um, to to get out of the group stage. So, right, yeah, you can't can't overstate uh, that that penalty shootout for sure. Right, and uh, yeah, and the and the whole um, then. In the Champions League, you know, getting into the into the pot for the for the final um, sixteen, which we uh, managed to avoid Manchester City on say, the we second made, draw We made round. it in the pot twice. Yes, <laughs> some teams, I suppose, only made it once. Right, we were right. We were special. Um, yes, so you know, all of those things. I mean, Europe was very successful. Um, the league less so. I mean, we, as you say, we, we would have been out of Europe had we not won the Europa League. Until we went on a recent winning streak, we were uh, 
in the bottom half of the league table. So, you know, still still work to be done there, I guess. Yeah, and I I certainly think asking us about year in review now versus if you had asked that at Thanksgiving gets a different answer too um, because the winning streak at the end of the season I think definitely puts a more favorable um, view of of the year in review because mm-hmm. um, again with what was it two or three league wins uh, prior to this winning streak I mean it was it was not looking pretty mm-hmm. um, you know we have a five match win streak now in all competitions and yeah so it would have been three league wins in 15 um, they're pretty pretty ugly numbers there so right. um, again one of those I think we maybe started the year well ended the year well um, and there was you know definitely definitely a lull in the middle yeah I think um, I mean it still see we've we still seem to be struggling with a lot of injury issues I think the I looked and Gerard and Danjuma have played together, I think, once in the last two months. I think the Osasuna match, which ironically was a loss, was the only league match in the last two months that they've been on the pitch together for. Um, it's It still is... I still get the feeling that... Um, the best is yet to come in terms of, in terms of our team playing together for reasons like that. Um, I don't know. How do you, how do you see whose stock has really risen in the, in the uh, first half of the season and whose hasn't maybe, would you say? It's a good one. I I mean, I think Dunjuma has to be the obvious choice on, on stock up. Uh, Obviously, Signed him with a lot of expectation, record signing, um, you know, all all those things. But you know, hadn't hadn't played uh, in the top flight in a major league. Um, so for him to come in, leading scorer in the in the league, leading scorer um, in the Champions League, um, and and I mean, just I, th- I think maybe even more than numbers, the eye test tells you he just looks like he's the most dangerous player on the field Mm -hmm. um, a lot. Um, And again, hasn't seemed to sort of shy away from the moment playing against bigger teams and otherwise. So, um, you know, I don't, I don't really know what more we could want from him other than the ability to, to stay on the field a bit more. Mm -hmm. But again, I think that's just, the nature of the player um, is that he probably is going to get hacked down because people get frustrated or can't keep up or otherwise. Um, so, so I think certainly he, he has impressed, um, you know, again, I think I would say a little bit defensively, it would be nice if we felt like we had a little bit more, uh, 
and it's a, I don't know if it's a question of depth or if it's a question of sort of reliability, but for example, somebody like Asa Mundi, um, who, who did play well in his past couple games, you know, I think his confidence was really shaken early in the year. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's all but disappeared. Um, you know, Mario seems to have been been told nicely that his services are not particularly wanted. Um, Pena has has been almost non-existent. Um, mm-hmm. And is now injured, so. Yep, yep. And then, you know, on, on the left wing, I'm honestly not really sure. I don't feel like either of the uh, left backs particularly have Emery's confidence. Um, so right now, again, defensively, we seem to be very much riding Pau and uh, Albiol, even sort of not seeing Foyth as much in the center, because I guess he's been he's been playing it right back. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just seem, seems like there's a little bit of you know, again, that's a lot of players, <laughs> but, you know, it only seems like sort of four or five of them um, we feel like we can count on. Um, and then, you know, Asenho has all but disappeared as well, um, right. given that Ruli is playing both in the league and in the Champions League. <laughs> yeah, and I have to say, I mean, I uh, we've been back and forth on the site about this Um Unruly, and I think I've sort of reluctantly come around to. I think he's an. I think he's he's very good at excellent reflex keeper. He's he's you know he's made some incredible saves for us. I but he still does these things where he just wanders away from his net for no good reason that that uh, you know fortunately didn't cost us in the um, game recently where where Powell tried to back pass to him and he wasn't there. Um, did cost us. Well, but that, was, that was part of what happened with Monday. Yeah. So and that they, wasn't exclusively his fault. And, right. And, you know, seems right. to have destroyed Monday's confidence for three months. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the thing, I, but um, I'm curious though. You didn't talk about the guy that's really gone missing um, is uh, Paco. I mean, he, he just, I, I mean, he hardly has been on the pitch, and and um, sometimes the team seems to intimate that he's injured, and sometimes it he just is on the he's on the bench, but but uh, Donny Raba gets the call ahead of him, and I just I I think for a guy who was our record signing at the time, um, there just doesn't seem to be much future there. Uh, yeah. Yep, I was I was starting in in the back as I am wont to do, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I think, and then Chukwueze, I mean, yes, he has been hurt, but I w- I would say I think some of his absence seems to have been uh, not not solely due to injury. Um, he hasn't really, I would say, looked himself. Um, so that will be an interesting one to see as well. Because you know, I think his form drove a lot of the late season success last year. Yes, it did. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And he's not not been a patch on that. You know, I think Pino has been, in terms of the 
non Donjuma Gerard attacking players. Um, the guy who has really provided the greatest threat. Um, and again, that's a lot to put on him at his age. Uh, mm-hmm. And and with all the pressure that he's getting now from a La Roja call up and, and all of these things. Um, so again, I think one of the things that did stand out last year was the ability. It seemed like that we did have some squad depth. Uh, and, and I think that certainly helped us, for example, get into the late stage of a European competition. Mm-hmm. Doesn't seem to be there in the same way this year. Um, you know, it was nice in a couple of these last league games to see uh, Mario. Um, you know, wasn't honestly sure if he was <laughs> still still actually, you know, being being viewed as someone to play. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. But that, that's going to be a problem uh, later in the season. Again, now that we're really going to start building up fixtures with uh, getting into the later rounds of the Copa and, and otherwise on, on top of trying to maintain the European mm-hmm. uh, campaign. Yeah, I think it, it seems to me that, that we still have some there are a few positions where we have depth, but we, we don't have a clear first choice. And, and I think left back is an example of that where Estepinion and, uh, and um, Pedraza are sort of, I, I can't say that one is, is preferred over the other. Um, mm-hmm. and, Alberto, and then again, and, and Alberto Moreno seems to have just been moved away from that position. Yes. Um, yes. And to his credit, I think he has played quite well in this sort of winger role. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, <laughs> I would say we'd all have been pretty surprised if we had uh, we had thought that actually would be where he was playing when he was signed. Yes. Um, so I feel like that's almost just been a we already got two guys at your natural position, so we had to figure out something to do with you for keeping three left backs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think that's a, a, a that's been true there, and then um, and then partly again with due to injury, um, but it does seem to me that we've we've relied rather more on Jeremy than I than I think we planned to. I think he's he's seen a lot more minutes than than we could have predicted. Um, but with Gerard being out, with um, Paco being out, with with Chiquese still recovering, um, that's that's been true. Um, yeah, it, and, and I, you know, I think this is becoming more of a thing in soccer, but certainly is a is a thing in baseball. For example, looking at it with pitchers, you know, his minute numbers are going to be so much more than he's ever played in a full season. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely something again to look at later in the year, somebody who is still, you know, not, not even fully at physical maturity um, to be playing the kind of minutes he is pressure situations, you know, being really expected to perform international call-ups, all of these things. Uh, I you know, feel sort of like, um, you know, Powell's form has not been where it was last year just because of the minute load that he carried um, 
from the Euro plus the Olympics. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, he's he's been solid, but, you know, I, I wouldn't say he's been exceptional uh, as he was last year. And, and I think that's just a worry with leaning on some of these younger players who, who haven't, you know, gone through this a number of seasons previously. Right, right. Well, let's let's take a brief break, and then when we come back, let's let's talk a little bit about the league generally and where we where we might see things shaking out over the next half of the season. So we'll we'll be right back. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Okay, so we have a season where Barcelona are struggling for a variety of reasons. Um... Atleti seem to be struggling for a variety of reasons. Um, on paper, it looks like a season where Villarreal ought to be challenging for a Champions League spot or certainly a Europa League spot. Um, and we, to be fair, are um, not that far out of it. But how do you see the second half of the season shaping up for in the league? Well, and that, that's the thing, and I think we I feel like we have these conversations every year to some extent, you know, if we only had X, Y, Z. So in this case, you know, there were certainly a couple of games that either we drew when we should have won, take that let it go game, mm-hmm. um, or, or various others that, like you say, with, with two more wins – where we are almost halfway through the season, um, we'd currently be in fourth. Right. Um, now, the problem is to some extent, right, um, with Athletic, who's in 11th, to Betis, that's in third, it's it's nine points, and to Rio in fourth, it's six. Um, also, the fact that it is Rio in fourth is incredible, but... Um, I, I don't know that that will last. Um, but it's a lot of teams. Mm-hmm. And I was going to say your your note about uh, Barca and, and Atletico would make some people like like our friend Maddie smile. Um, but I would note to you that those teams are still ahead of us, mm-hmm. um, you know, for all of the uh, demise of Barcelona. Yeah, we still obviously. can't beat them. <laughs> yep. Well, we still can't beat them, but not just that. You know, generally speaking, they're still sitting there um, yeah. ahead of us, and you know, I would say with as good a shot as anybody um, to to end up in the top four when the season ends. So somehow, I sort of still feel like your top four is going to be the same top four. Um, I, I don't. You know, Betis, I think, is the one in terms of consistently on the form that uh, that might be able to do it. But I'm mm-hmm. not I'm not totally sold there. I yeah. feel like a, 
an injury to a Fakir or a Canales and they just don't have an alternative. Um, so, so we'll, we'll see there. I mean, again, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, wouldn't bank us to be in the top four. I would say particularly if we are able to say, get through the last 16 tie in the champions league, I just feel like the, the mental energy will be so focused on, you know, whatever whatever lies ahead in Europe that it will be hard to to maintain the same focus and again this is the one where your lack of squad depth is mm-hmm. going to be a problem mm-hmm. yeah, and again and it's 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 one of those things that you look at it in terms of the names and you say boy we should have a second choice player at each of these positions but they don't have confidence or you know manager's trust or whatever it is it's great having a name sitting there a second choice but it doesn't doesn't do you much good yeah and i think the other thing is with the second half of the season is you've got the, the african um cup of nations mm-hmm. that will start so i mean we're losing players other teams are losing players and then we can't ignore the whole covid situation i mean we actually don't know how many positives Villarreal has because they haven't said, but we do know that there are a lot of, I mean, you know, you talk about a, a, a team like Betis that's one or two injuries away. Well, what if you, you know, what if one of your key players um, tests positive and, and uh, you miss a couple of weeks or, or more? I mean, that's, those sorts of things are really up in the air now. Um I think that makes I think that makes it even more difficult to to predict. I think it it does seem to me that in general we've been finishing strong under Emery the last you know the, so that's been and and under Calleja we did as well um, mm-hmm. under Pellegrini we did as well. Yeah. I, I would say it's a general thing, except in the Marcelino era. That's been true. Right. And uh, so I think we, I think that bodes pretty well. I think you look at the teams ahead of us and um, I don't think Rio are, I, I are going to stay where they are. I think um, La Real seem to be doing what they typically do, which is get off to a fast start and then slide back. And they are another club where I think a few key injuries or whatnot, um, Takes yeah, its toll, and, so. and worth noting there, they only have 20 goals scored in 18 games. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Isak has has been, you know, is the guy they're looking to, but they don't have, for example, the William Jose option. Um, right. You know, they, they had a couple more players to score goals. You know, they're very reliant now on kind of Silva or Sabal kind of, getting getting goals out of the Yanisai, getting goals out of the midfield mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. just hasn't hasn't happened at some point you need to score more uh yeah. and and i don't i don't know where that's necessarily coming from for them yeah i mean sevilla seem to be seem to be doing doing well they um i think i think they're probably outperforming their expected goals but um but they tend to do that. Um, you know, they seem, they seem to be a team that, that seems to know how to eke out those, 
those uh, close victories and mm -hmm. uh, end up. And the fewest conceded in the league. Yeah. So that, that'll yeah. do. That'll do. So, you know, that's, that's uh, pretty good. I don't know. I mean, it's kind of interesting seeing Atleti struggle defensively. Um, that's not something that you would, <laughs> that you're used to seeing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, th I guess I would say looking at where we are. Four defeats in a row. Yeah. Incredible. Incredible to think of. Yeah. And I guess, you know, I, I think you're right that we're still, um, I think Barcelona is still our, our uh, bogey team. We, we have to figure out how to beat them eventually. Um, but, you know, a lot of it is going to come down to um, injuries, absences, COVID, what have you. And also, as you say, if we, um, if we can get past Juventus into the final eight, then, then that kind of becomes a focus of your season too. But it would be nice to at least be able to qualify for Europe again instead of the um, what happened last year where we had all our eggs in one basket. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I mean, if you sort of do that rearranging, you were talking about essentially that Rio moves down and, you know, with a win this week, we would essentially... Um, Move move ahead of Valencia and Espanol. Mm -hmm. Then you know that's again your same top seven mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. as as last year. So I think that's a reasonable way to to look at the league. Um, you know, I I I am pulling for Betis uh, to to make it. Still have very warm feelings for Pellegrini. Um, and I, you know, I think you know the team is team is built the right way, um, but kind of I, I think if if our goal is to get into the Champions League, I think that's probably you know we'll we'll need to beat out Betis and beat out one or more of um, Barcelona or Atletico. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and again, Barcelona now being in the Europa League, so that'll be an interesting one to see as well, given the quality of some of the teams that have dropped down. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, with a Napoli and otherwise, what what are they? You know, are they going to really try and keep that option open to win the Europa League and make the Champions League accordingly? Because obviously, a season for Barcelona. If they somehow don't win the Europa League and they were to fall out of the top four, would just be would just be disastrous, you know, yeah. devastating. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting. I I think that's as we saw. I mean, I I think part of part of winning the Europa League or at least getting to the final of the Europa League, there is some luck involved in the draw here, um, and I think. It, you know, it, it, it's perfectly possible for Barcelona to um, to get to the. I think it'll really, if they can get to the final eight or final four, then I think they'll they'll um, probably uh, definitely be gunning for it. It'll be interesting to see who they're drawn against, though. When they, and I think the teams that drop down have to play an extra match, right? Don't they get because they got rid of the round of thirty two. And now they're doing. I think, I think the 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 eight teams that drop from the Champions League play a mm -hmm. second place team from the group stage. Is that how I understand it? 
Yeah, something something of that nature. Yeah. Um and yeah, they have they have Napoli. Yeah. Um yeah, so see that have Leipzig, Atalanta has Olympiacos. So, you know, some real real ties. Yeah. Um, yeah. Betis have Zenit. Um, you mm-hmm. know, trip to St. Petersburg in mid February is no particular fun. Yeah. Um Yeah. Well, you know, it'll it'll be so, interesting. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a chance, you know, certainly one of Barcelona or Napoli, uh, you know, not even making it into what you'd yeah. call the the proper part of the knockout round is, yeah, yeah. is something. Well, it's going to be, you know, I that's a tough that's a tough draw, but they um I think both of the teams have to be well, I don't know, not Barcelona have to be gunning for it, though, because given where they are in, in their domestic league position, I'm just remembering when Napoli played us in the Europa League. I guess it was the 2010-11 season, right? And mm-hmm. they played us in the round of 32 or 16. I can't remember. And 32, I believe. 32. Yep. And, you know, the first leg, they um, they didn't really... They didn't really go for it. I mean, and I think that they regretted it later because we eliminated them. But, um, but it is tough in that in that in that first um, sort of knockout round in in the Europa League, you still have teams that are um, that are trying to figure out how badly they want to win this thing or how badly they want to try to win this thing versus their league placing. Mm-hmm. Um, now, now, do you remember the bigger motivation is that place in the Champions League didn't exist back then? That is true. That is true. Yep. And that's a, that's yep. a big, that's a big bonus. But, you know, I mean, it, it does, it, it, it is, that is a big motivation. And it's also, you will get teams then that if you make it through the, if you make it through the, um, to the final eight, you know, you might do like, I mean, we got lucky and drew um, Dino, Dino Kiev last year when, you know, and when you're, when the coach of the opposition basically says, well, this is a great opportunity for our players to learn playing against better players. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, you kind of figure you're going to, you're going to win that pretty easily as, as we did. Um, But yeah, it will be interesting to see, how how Barcelona and uh, and um, Napoli work out? It'll be interesting to see how how the, the Spanish teams that are in the Europa League and are competing in La Liga um, where they where they spend their time and, and effort too. So yeah, but you know I think either way we're sitting here at the end of 2021 all um thinking of that penalty shootout and just uh, you know <laughs> first first major trophy for Villarreal um it was a difficult season a difficult year in many ways but we can look back on that and and uh that's going to be the highlight of the season of the year oh absolutely and and you know many Many years to come, at all. even even if there are more, we certainly hope there are in store. It'll be the first. Yep. Um, yep. And and so certainly that that group will have a 
will have a special place in our hearts. But yeah, I mean, again, looking looking ahead, I, I think uh, Emery places more attention on the Copa than I think we have in years past. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have Sporting in the round of 32. Again, you know, could could be a could be a challenging one, but if if we're able to get through again, maybe get through in one more round, you know, starts to get more serious in terms of uh, thinking about that as as another trophy to go for. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, something we've never even reached the final of. Um, so so that's certainly something. And then you know, with the benefit of the redraw. I think you've got to say a lot happier to have Juventus versus Man City. Not to say that Juventus still isn't a clear favorite here, but um, you know, not not in the not in the same same sort of you know best team in Europe category as right. getting a Bayern or a Man City Man would City. have been. Yeah, I um, agree. Yeah. So it's it's a winnable tie. I mean, I don't I don't think there's any there's any question there. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. We'll have to be at our best, and maybe they'll have to be a little bit below that. But um, we've seen us do that, um, so that I think also is gives us confidence. If we could beat Arsenal and and Man United and play Chelsea to a draw, um, mm-hmm. we can beat Juventus. Um, well, and, and and beat At- Atalanta in a mm-hmm. match at their ground that we needed to win. I think the big mm-hmm. thing for me is just um, avoiding those unforced errors that we, we've just had so many brain conniptions um, this season compared to others, I remember. that. Um, mm-hmm. that I mean, even in the last match, that yeah. second goal oh, that yeah. we conceded yeah. to Alaves. So yeah. even in the match where things look good and we score five goals and, and what have you. Yeah, that that's totally right. And yeah, you know, I think I think the Man United matches kind of prove that. Um, right. You know, again where we, we I think if you watch the ninety minutes, you might have thought the better team lost both games. But mm-hmm. The better team lost both games because they gave it away. Yes, gave it um, away and and didn't finish in front of goal themselves sometimes. But but giving it away is really it was really the key. And I think that's the that's the thing that we've got to got to go, have to guard against. Well, it's been great chatting with you as always, and we'll um, look forward to a twenty twenty two. Full of excitement and virial wins, we hope. Yes, indeed. Okay. So for Sid, this is Alan saying end of on virial and enjoy. Hope you were a- are able to toast more wins in the new year. <laughs>